Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky? This is the worst season of The Bachelor ever! Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. I realized that the beers I was drinking on the live stream were 10%. So this uh, episode is going to be different. Grassy, and today we are going to be talking exclusively about the Chicago Bears. Before we get to that, I got to do some big shout outs to some new YouTube members. We got Justin Smith. We got Ben Vanderhoek. We got Texas MC69. We got Nikki99, Aviator, Ernest Nez, Jim B, and John Gosnell. Thank you very much for uh, joining the, the button right next to the subscribe button. You know, the one that you watch all the videos, but you don't hit because you're like, I don't want to subscribe to this ghost. I don't blame you. So this video today, I started at about 10 o'clock in the a.m. And I was like, ah, this is going to be an easy video today. And then I found myself going deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole. And six hours later, here I am. So let's talk about the saga that's currently going on with the Chicago Bears. So Ryan Pace said on April 3rd that it was an open competition for the QB spot, which of course made... Mitch Trubisky feel real good and warm on the inside. And, and, and I gotta say, Nagy was like, oh, yeah, for a few days he was upset. But after that, he really, you know, I'm really proud of how he handled it. Trubisky's like, what the F, guys? You're trading up to get me. What's going on? Now, Nagy said also that Trubisky and Foles would play in the preseason as part of that evaluation. So Trubisky would be the first QB in the huddle during the next Bears practice, whenever that's going to be. But of course, the, the wrench in that is the fact that the Bears traded a fourth round pick to Jacksonville to take on Nick Foles and his contract, which includes $21 million guaranteed left. $21 million. Now, technically, they have an out after the 2021 season, but if they decide to go through the full length of the contract, he is a unrestricted free agent in 2023. And on top of that, they also rejected Mitch Trubisky's fifth-year option. So everything is pointing to Mitch Trubisky being outed as the Bears QB, which obviously leads to some egg on Ryan Pace's face. But the question that I have for you today is, is Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles the answer to the Chicago Bears? And I put out a video last season that defended Trubisky. Listen, Trubisky misses a bunch of throws. He panics under pressure a few times. But I am also dead set on the fact that Trubisky is not the only problem in Chicago right now. So the way I'm going to take a look at this is looking back on the career of Mitch Trubisky and not just looking at what Mitch did during those three years, but also looking at what the Bears did as a whole. So for example, in 2017, 
Mitch Trubisky only started in week five. They went five and 11, obviously terrible. They were 32nd in passing yards, 16th in rushing, 29th in overall points. And on the defensive side, where that has been their strength, they were 7th in passing yards allowed, 11th in rushing yards, 9th in points allowed, but they were 0 in turnover differential. They had 22 takeaways and 22 giveaways. So that team wasn't good. In 2018, they went 12-4, and were 21st in passing yards, which was an improvement of 11 places, 11th in rushing yards, so that moved up four, and 9th in overall points on offense, so that was up 20. On defense, they improved in every single category, except for passing yards, which they tied. 7th in passing yards allowed, 1st in rushing yards allowed, and 1st in points. But the big difference here was also their takeaways. So they had 36 takeaways, which was first in the league, 24 giveaways. And so they had a plus 12 turnover differential, which is a difference of 12, considering they had plus zero the year before. Now, in 2019, everything changed. I flat out predicted that the Bears were going to win the NFC North in 2019. They did not. They went 8-8. Eight and eight, And look what happened to the entire team. 25th in passing yards, so only down four spots, 27th in rushing yards. They went from 11th to 27th. You have David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen. Why are you not running the ball more? And in 29th in overall points, which is a 20-spot drop. On defense, they regressed in every category, but still remaining in top 10. Ninth in passing yards, ninth in rushing yards, and fourth in overall points. But they had a plus zero turnover differential. They only got 19 takeaways compared to the 36 takeaways they had in 2018. So what does this mean? It means that the Chicago Bears got worse in every single category, both on offense and defense. And I'm sorry, but you can't blame Mitch Trubisky on every single one of those things. You can't. You can blame Mitch Trubisky for being inconsistent. You can blame him for missing throws. You can blame him for being rushed under pressure and not making good decisions. You can blame all that on him. He was really good against the Dallas Cowboys. He was really good for a couple games and then crashed into the earth. But at the same time, there's no team around him. And I would look at Matt Nagy at that point and say, hey, bud, Your job as a head coach is to give your personnel the best chance to succeed. And if you need any proof of that, look at Bill Belichick. Matt Castle led them to a playoff berth. He he did it. Jimmy Garoppolo played incredibly well under Bill Belichick. Jacoby Brissett played well under Bill Belichick. And of course, Tom Brady won six Super Bowls under Bill Belichick. And so what I'm saying is it's not all Mitch Trubisky's fault. Now, that being said, Mitch Trubisky... Could definitely improve. Let's look at Trubisky's stats. 2017, had a 59.4% completion rating, had a little over 2,000 yards, 7 TDs, 7 interceptions, was sacked 31 times, ran 248 yards, and 2 touchdowns on the ground. Also had 10 fumbles, which was also really bad. But again, he only started in week 5. He's a brand new rookie getting thrown into the fire. He didn't ask for Ryan Pace to trade up for him. In 2018, started 14 games, 66.6%, so he going up, 3,223 yards, 24 TDs, 12 interceptions, 24 sacks, 421 rushing yards, 3 TDs, and only 6 fumbles. Now, improved in every single category, except he threw a few more picks. 
in 2018. But their defense was also on fire, and they were a top 15 rushing team. So he had the support. He could hand the ball off, and on top of that, their defense was playing lights out as they were number one in rushing yards and also points, and they had a ridiculous turnover differential. Now look at 2019, in which he started 15 games, had a 63.2% completion rating, over 3,000 yards, about 3,138, 17 TDs, 10 interceptions, 38 sacks, 193 rushing yards, 2 TDs, and 5 fumbles. So, a lot of people point to the offensive line. So, in 2018, he was pressured on 30% of his dropbacks. In 2019, it was 32% of his dropbacks. So, the offensive line definitely declined, right? They lost some key personnel. Makes sense. And again... I'm not painting Mitch Trubisky to be, oh man, poor Mitch Trubisky. He's a great QB that is just not getting that respect. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is, if you have a team that went from a top 15 rushing team to the bottom of the league, that that's not all on Trubisky. Now, that being said, you can make the argument that, listen, we traded a boatload to get Trubisky. We picked him in the top freaking fracking two. The guy should be an elite quarterback. I don't disagree with you. Trubisky didn't improve in 2019, but neither did the team. Khalil Mack disappeared like Houdini. On top of that, he's never played a full season, so there are injury concerns, and he hasn't been consistent since he got into the league. And so the question becomes, okay, are you walking away from Mitch Trubisky, which all the signs point to? And I understand if you decide, you know what? We're just we're just going to drop anchor and that's it. But you decide to bring in a guy like Nick Foles. Let's talk about Nick Foles. Nick Foles has also never played a full season in his entire career. If I'm a Bears fan, that's horrifying, especially with the offensive line that you had that you didn't address until the very end of the draft, yeah, that's a scary thought. One of his best seasons was in 2013, where he started 13 games. He had a 64% completion rating, had over 2,800 yards and 27 touchdowns and only two interceptions. That was great. He had a great 2013. He even made the Pro Bowl. And of course, 2018, during the regular season where he took over for Carson Wentz, had a 72.3% completion rating. And again, you look at him and say, okay, Nick Foles has the experience. He's also pretty damn good with tight ends, which makes sense why you got like 11 of them. Now with the Jaguars, the Jaguars decided to pay a boatload for him and he went 0-4. Now I understand that he got hurt. He really only played full games in week 10 and 11, but the guy got beat out by Gardner Minshew. And that's not an insult to Gardner Minshew. What it is, is saying that the Jaguars gave this guy a crap ton of money and it did not pan out. If you want to point to the injuries, if you want to point to when he played, he still couldn't win them games. And and listen, the Jaguars are not a good football team. I'm sorry, but they're not. I think it's just absolutely insane that you say, okay, Mitch Trubisky's not the answer. Let's get, let's bring in a guy like Nick Foles, who throughout his career has been a glorified backup, played really damn well in 2018, won a Super Bowl, then went to Jacksonville, got hurt, did not perform, and now you're picking him up and paying the guy $21 million guaranteed. How in the ever-living F does that make sense? How does it make sense? Now listen, 
The Bears will always be in contention because of their defense. Their defense is a damn good football team. They added Robert Quinn. They, they're they're going to be good. They're going to be just fine. I would not doubt that they're going to be top 10 in nearly every single category, just like they've been for the past two seasons. But you have to look at other aspects of the offense. Nick Foles has shown that he can be clutch, but I would argue so is Mitch Trubisky. He's led you to a few fourth quarter comebacks before. And the fact that you have management that is saying, okay, we got this young guy in Mitch Trubisky, which we're kind of saying, hey, buddy, this is your last chance to prove yourself. And we're trading a fourth rounder and paying $21 million guaranteed to Nick Foles to say, let's see what we got. I think that this is a problem that is far beyond the quarterback position because you cannot tell me that there is any reason that you're not running David Montgomery wrong. There is not any reason that you can tell me that you haven't addressed offensive line, which has been a problem for a couple years now. What I'm saying is, is that you're upset with how Trubisky is performing, but I would not really have the highest expectations about Nick Foles. If you're just saying, hey, let's just get a guy that we hope is just not going to lose us games. What do you got? You got an average QB, which I think you also have in Mitch Trubisky, but it also comes down to the plays that are being called and the personnel that is around them. They ran the ball far less, far less than they should have in 2019, and that team suffered for it. Yes, Trubisky did not play well, and I have never said that Trubisky is going to be an elite quarterback, but are you going to sit here and tell me that Nick Foles is an elite quarterback? I don't think so. Bears, while their main focus is on the QB position, I think they got to start looking at other positions on the team. And that might not just be the guys that are on the field. You might have to look at the sidelines. So I'm very interested to see how Nick Foles versus Mitch Trubisky is going to stand out. If I'm a gambling man, I don't think Trubisky has a chance. But I would imagine that both of them are probably going to get starting time in the season this year because either Nick Foles is going to start and he's going to struggle or Trubisky is going to start and he's going to struggle and they're just going to put the other one in. And my question to you is, what do you do at the end of the year if both of them lead to a losing record? Trubisky walks, Nick Foles, it got him for two more years. He got it out after a year. But what the hell do you do? And so Nick Foles could be your answer. That experience could be what is needed to get you over, even though he has shown some inconsistency in the past. But just from an outsider's perspective, putting all my Packers bias to the side, I don't know about putting all my eggs in the basket of Nick Foles. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out Backcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patron members over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. Have a fantastic weekend. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, go back, go. Go back, go.